everyone and welcome to my new podcast see both sides like chanel and today it's very exciting because my first one and the podcast is going to highlight businesses entrepreneurship and lifestyle and it's going to be have a fun twist to it and we have an amazing guest on my first show i picked someone that i can relate to and i know that you guys will be, le- be able to relate to him as well and that's nathan grant hi nathan hello chanel welcome to my channel and my new podcast are you excited? I'm very excited. It's my, pleasure to, my pleasure to be here. Oh, have to be the first I'm guest so as well. <laughs> okay, so obviously we have a lot to talk about. Um, first of all, I want to introduce you. You're Nathan Grant from North London. So I had to bring a North London of course. person on my. Because <laughs> I'm queen of North London, as everybody knows. And I'm the king. <laughs> <laughs> Do you think? Of course. Oh, okay, so we have the king and queen of North London here. Um, so I just want to obviously ask a bit about you. So let's tell us and tell everyone watching us, uh, who is Nathan Grant? So to, to work out who I am, you have to start from the beginning. Yes, please. So when I was, I was brought up in North London, Winchmore Hill slash Southgate. And I came from, I'd say a privileged background. Really? So, so it was like, I, I was always the one that didn't fit in, in my environment because I was probably the only black child in an all-white area so was it like private school or no i went to i went went to state school because my parents wanted to keep me grounded at all times but i was i was still always the odd one out in kind of all circles i I moved in (laughs) okay and i always felt like i was someone who was due to do something special in life but i felt like i kind of went off track in what i was supposed to be because I didn't really, I didn't really have, I didn't really know my purpose when I was okay. younger. Because okay. I was, I was always trying to fight, fight people's narratives of what I should be and what I shouldn't do. And I, it was only until my later years where I found out who I really wanted to be. That's normal. Yeah. That's normal. So course. start us. How was school for you? What was school like? <sighs> school. <sighs> I was one of the. I'd say I was the smart child, smart child in school. But I just, I couldn't focus. I couldn't pay attention to, to teachers. I think it was an ego problem in school. Okay. From year seven, when I went to secondary school, I kind of, I was trying to prove myself to everyone. What school did you go to? I went to Highland School. Okay. So you were like the first kid from Highland? Yeah. So it was a new school? Yeah, it was a new school. My brother was actually from the first year of oh. Highland School. And then I, was, I came five years later, so. Oh, okay. So you the fifth year. That was the fifth year of the school. And it was like a constant battle of trying to prove myself. I didn't know didn't really know who I fit in with, who I didn't fit in with, so I was, I was constantly moving around different social groups and just trying to find myself. But then, as I progressed through school, I kind of became more introverted and kind of separated from everyone. Right. Because everyone was kind of, they kind of were they doing, they were moving in social groups, acting in certain ways, and I kind of always, I always felt like I was different. Okay. And I was... I suppose due for big things in life, and I was that's. So did you? What did you get? What qualification did you get at school? Did you finish your GCSEs? I call it. I'm yeah, showing GCSEs. My, I'm showing my age now. Is it? What is it? <laughs> uh, my, I, I I did GCSEs as well. Okay. And so, can you tell us how old you are? Because you haven't. You've made I am twenty nine years old. Oh, you're in your finding yourself. Era. Finding myself. I feel like I'm in my prime. I'm coming into my prime now yeah, as well. That is an amazing chapter. Actually, Nathan, come to. Did you come to my 30th birthday? Yes, I did. I was there. Yeah, Nathan was there at my uh, lavish ball that yeah. I did. <laughs> and life changed, actually, uh, at 30. I think 30 plus is 
your best era. But you've done a lot, so yes. we're going to get on to that. So you finished school. I finished school, and then I went on to university, which I didn't particularly want to go to, but that was more for my parents. Mm-hmm. So I went to university. I studied business management there. I Makes sense. didn't really attend any of the lectures. Okay. <laughs> but I completed all the work in advance because I like, I like to do everything early and do things in my own time. But I kind of learnt how to be by myself, operate in environments where I'm uncomfortable in. Okay. Educational-wise, I didn't learn too much, I'll be honest. I felt like I learned more from other environment situations, from my parents, from... Is my... that because you didn't want to actually do that degree, though? A bit... Yes, from... Uh... When you think about it now, I feel like when you're studying, and this is, I feel like, a, a general challenge that most children have is that they don't actually know what they want to do. Yeah. So then the outcome was never great. Yeah, I didn't, it wasn't, I wasn't passionate about my degree. Like it it didn't, I didn't wake up thinking, oh, this is exciting. I'd woke up thinking I've got to, I've got to complete this work as a means to an end to to pass the degree. Yeah. There wasn't any passion or, it wasn't leading me in a certain direction. So did you finish your degree? Yeah, I finished it. Oh, you finished it? I finished it early. Oh my God, well done. I finished my dissertation in a week. Just shows his brains are definitely there. So (laughs) very clever. I've always said that about Nathan. It's very clever and, and, but you just knew it wasn't for you. No. So you finished it, you got it out of the way, and then how old were you at that point? I was 21. 21, degree finished. Degree finished. Privileged background, the parents put you in a normal school so you can keep grounded. Yeah. Were you still grounded at 21 with your degree finished, or where were you at? At that point, that was, I feel like, I came back from uni, and obviously I came back to London, and then I was like, I didn't really... I didn't know what I wanted to do. I, wanted, I was so focused on just making money right. in any way possible. Right. And then I worked a job. Is, is that because... <laughs> we're going to get on to Nathan's job process. Is, is, is that because you um, you wanted to make money because you felt like in society, as a young boy, you had the pressure of needing to be financially stable at a young age? It's a bit of both. It's obviously, when you look on social media, for example, you see everyone showing the best highlights of their life. So you think, I need to be able to do all this right now. Yeah. I used to look up to, for example, rappers, footballers, see the life yeah. they're living. I want to be like that. Yeah. And then it's kind of where I felt like I came from privilege. I always had a point to prove myself. Like I had to make money myself. Mm-hmm. Like I didn't want anyone to say, you got to put on or you're only doing well because of this. Yeah. So I was... I was starving, starving to make my own money. But but the funny thing was, you come from a really good background. Yes. And lovely, amazing parents. and But yet you still had this mentality that you wanted to hustle and do whatever it took. Yeah. But I, I to was, have as much money as possible at the age of 21. Well, it started from before, at 14, I was selling sweets in the playground. But okay. I, but I was buying them wholesale because I thought I need to get <laughs> I need to get the price down. So I was, I was always what thinking of ways. Pick and mix. We'll, we'll, yeah. We had a whole operation set up. We're they bagging up pick and mix packets. They were good then, pick and mix. Lucas they were, So what profit were you making on a pick and mix? Well, I couldn't tell you my actual profit, <laughs> but I remember I made my first... What, per pack? Per... Taking back 15 years ago. Right. I mean, I know, because I used to get donuts for 20p and sell them for a pound. We were making a lot. I made. I remember <laughs> I made 5,000 5, in the first, like, six months, and then... I flipped that with my dad. Five thousand in six months at fourteen. Yeah, I was I was hustling. <laughs> <laughs> I was hustling. Wow. Okay. And then I remember I I showed my dad. I was like, Dad, I made I made this money. Yeah. And then he was like, Okay, you can invest it in this, and you'll make you'll make ten thousand back now. 
So then, by, so you invested at fourteen with yeah, your dad. At fourteen, I made my first wow. investment. And your dad is in. What does he do? Uh, he's in property as well. He's in property. Yeah. So that's an amazing background to have. Um, okay, so so you just started investing with your dad, yeah. and you were from the upbringing of property, so you knew about investments yeah. from an early age. You studied business, so did you feel like at twenty one because of the pressure of wanting so much money at such a young age? Was business your priority or was it just getting money and what, what struggles and challenges did you have and what did you have to do to get that it was, lifestyle that you had at 21, which I know about? So at 21, I had a decision. I, 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 was looking at, I was looking at life, I thought, do I follow my family's footsteps, go into property and probably have an easy path in life way for me because it was been set up or do I just be let my kind of greed and my ego take over and go and do other things in life, which I probably shouldn't have done. Yeah. So I tried to work. I worked for five days originally <laughs> at my first job yeah. and I got fired. Yeah. And then I left that job and then I was, I, I, I was on the streets for about okay. four years. Okay. Doing so you the, openly admit that then? Of course. Yeah. Okay. I'm not afraid of the past. I was, I was, I was out, I was doing things I shouldn't have for mm-hmm. X amount of years. And then I actually came to work for you. Yes. <laughs> so the story with that was, is I met Nathan when he was about, what, 23, 24? And I, he just made me laugh so much. And I was like, oh my God, Nathan's so funny. And when I found out that he's educated and clever and his family from property, I was like, wow, like I have a lot of respect for Nathan, even more so now. And then I'm like, but why, why is he doing what he's doing okay I get that you want to go clubbing and you get in your tables and it comes with girls I was like why is he doing that like there's so much more to this this person and I had a go at you and I was like this is not happening like you're so clever and funny and not that anyone who's not that don't need to do what they do because I'm all about letting people live and let live but I was like there's so many other avenues of income that you can get more of and I get that that lifestyle is a temporary hit and it feels good, but it's just temporary. Yeah. And I didn't want to see someone like Nathan go down a different road. So there's ambulances, I don't know if you can hear that. <laughs> <laughs> so I said to Nathan, come work for me at Range Homes. Um, it's great commission and <laughs> <laughs> you make really good money. And I used to sit down and say, how much money are you making now? And what's your, your goal? Or how much money do you want to make? And then he come in, first day, suit, it was a little bit late. And I was like, Nathan, like, why are you late? You start at nine o'clock. And he was like, oh, you know, I, I went out last night. And I was like, I don't care. Like, come on, I've given you a chance. Like, sort it out. And then he was like, oh, Shan, I've just like, 12 o'clock would come. And he'll be itching to leave the office. Like, I've got to go somewhere. I'm back in 10 minutes, half an hour later. An hour later, I was like, oh my God, Nathan, you're not serious. So how long did you last? I think I lasted a month with you, or just under a month. Oh, I thought you were sure of that. Yeah, it was just, it might, it might have been a bit less than a month, I'm not sure, but. How did, you, how did you find working at Range Home for a month? <laughs> to be honest, I enjoyed, I enjoyed the working environment, I enjoyed the office, I enjoyed the people there, but the whole working for someone, even if it was you, it just, it just wasn't for me. I've always wanted to kind of set my own, own ways in life, my own goals, and build something that, I I feel like it's my dreams. Okay. That's really good. But at that age, you still didn't know what your dream no. was? No. I was, at, at that point in life, I was still 
my whole life was still focused on the greed, greed element. I hadn't really found myself, so I didn't really... I was looking at superficial things for my happiness, which obviously never makes you happy, and short-term fixes for everything. Yeah. And then, I suppose... So where was your turning point? What age were you at? My turning point, it was in at the beginning of 2021... Okay. That was the time I said... Well, my, long, long ago at all. No, that was when I said my whole life has to change. I, Amazing. I remember I, I actually... I got myself into a bit of trouble. Okay. So I got, I got my... This is when I, I didn't hear from you probably for a few years. Yeah, I got... I got, <laughs> I got someone... People came for my life. Oh, my God. I was getting in trouble with the police. And then I thought... I sat down... <clears throat> I had an operation. And I sat down I was at home for about three months. I couldn't walk. And I was, wow. I was sitting there and I thought... Everything in my life's got to change. Like I'm yeah. not, I'm not doing anything that's gonna prosper long term. Like yeah. I didn't have, I wasn't working towards anything. Yeah. So then I, I literally just, the second I could walk again, I, I stopped everything. I changed everything. I got focused on my business. Wow. I started investing in companies. Amazing. So I growing my the business that I was involved with, which I became. I was an outsider on my events business called La Fiesta. Okay, I thought people heard of La Fiesta. It's uh festival now yeah we're we're doing well (laughs) (laughs) um i weren't allowed to go by the way because um i was not not cool enough to be invited to those events when they when they first started you come everyone's welcome now Uh, now everyone's welcome everyone's welcome (laughs) it's big enough to to say that everyone can come but back then no i'm joking um okay so do you think that obviously it's it's crazy isn't it because you get these downfalls that actually are blessings and I feel like that injury was probably one for you. And I yeah. feel like when you're injured, you take so much for granted and you realise, oh my God, walking is, is, you know, is a blessing. Just walking, talking, seeing, doing, been out to a gym. Yeah. And then you were like, this is the turning point for you. Yeah. But it didn't need to get to that. This, no. is, this is the thing. I think this is why I wanted to highlight, obviously, younger generations. Because for me, it's really sad to see what I see that, kids have so much opportunity out there and they're not taking those opportunities and taking their life seriously enough one mistake can then take away your freedom and your life and people just not i don't think appreciating their lives enough you know so it took that to obviously for you to appreciate what you have yeah and even if you have nothing it's okay because you're enough right and you don't need other things to make you feel that you're worthy because you're you're on your own you are enough and that's all that matters here so did you feel like at that age so you were like what 25 uh 26 so you got into at 20 when did you get into la fiesta la so fiesta i la got fiesta. into was it your first company so no it wasn't my first company okay. I, I started an events business before would stay lavish when back in the day oh of course <laughs> back oh, in the day i was allowed to go to that one yeah, you, were, you were there uh, <laughs> And then I was I was throwing parties, but I'll, I'll be honest, it wasn't really. It, it was, was a night out. It was a night out for me. I wasn't focused <laughs> on it. I just I wanted I wanted to kind of show my parents I was doing something constructive. So. But at the same time, going out. Yeah. So that, that was just to keep them for my case. And then yeah, I, I remember I was, I was I was sitting with my friends on there, and I thought, let's the, the, my friend my other friends were doing a the party called La Fiesta that just started. So yeah. I was like, let's go check it out. It's house music. I don't really go. I don't listen to house yeah, music. Yeah, we weren't ever into house. Was no. We? So I went there and I looked around and I just saw I just saw hundreds and hundreds of people and I was thinking, 
I should be like, oh, I need a bit of this. <laughs> so <laughs> I want in. <laughs> so the next next day, I called I called the people who are now my partners, and I said, listen, you know what I do? I can I can bring all of these people to the brand, make it cool. Yeah. So then they were like, yeah, invest in the company. So I invested. So what were you attracted though? Because Lafayette is obviously house music, like deep house or crazy house. What is no, it? No, it's, it's how it's. It's still, it's an uplifting house. Uplifting house. And then Stay Lavish was... That was hip-hop and R&B. Yeah. <laughs> so what were you like... How were you going to mix the both genres of different musics and events? I just... You just... To be honest, I, I just thought... I have a crowd of people who follow what I say is cool and where to go. So <laughs> I thought, if I can just bring these people over to this... Okay. It can kind of it can make our brand more diverse than the, than the other house brands. Do you know why? Because you took your ego out of it, and you were like, right, if I team up with some other people and go into their business, we can make that bigger. And it, whereas a lot of people don't do that, yeah. and this is a, a little bit of a problem I feel with with humans is that you need people you need to people get to progress to anywhere. anywhere yeah. in life. So it's good that you picked up early because even I just sort of just started. Like, okay, I need to expand now because you actually can't elevate until you actually form partnerships. I believe as much you can do it all on your own, but you're one person, yeah. and you need to give yourself other things like lifestyle, friendship, family. You can't just be focused on making money all the time. You can, but you won't be happy. If no. I don't feel so. You created the two, yeah, and it formed Lafayette. How did it go? So did you hit lockdown as well. Oh yeah, you? so we were throwing. We, we were throwing parties around England, then we had... Not in lockdown. No, before lockdown, yeah. we were throwing quite a few parties, we were selling them all out, and then lockdown... No, we just threw a party in Ibiza, so yes. then we were, we were on the up now, we thought, we're going to go back next year, have a whole season out there. Yeah, we're gonna... I think I saw you lot in COVID in Ibiza, actually. I thought was we... that the season you were going to do it? Uh, yeah, that was, that, was, that was supposed to be our big season out there, so I thought, this, we're gonna, we made it now, we're going we're gonna to go big. Lockdown happened, so we missed that whole year, we're sitting there. Yeah. sitting there and can't throw parties so we're thinking but profit wise from when you entered in how did the company what, what percentage of the company rise <sighs> couldn't tell you that how much did, so from then until now yeah. how, how much has it risen from then till now growth uh, wise growth wise the brand I'd say has grown about 300% I'd say wow I'd say but then during the lockdown period is when we kind of that was actually our time where we actually grew a lot because wow. we were the first ones in the countries to do the socially distanced festivals okay so that kind of when when everyone everything was shut and they they put we were the only brand who were doing parties so then we had the news newspapers doing reports on us negatively obviously I've seen, i saw them newspaper headlines we might get some up for you lot so you can see them <laughs> so that so i remember i was on the plane i saw the headlines i thought this is brilliant even though, even though the whole article yeah. was bad, I was thinking yeah. you have to call attention to any class. Yeah, yeah. And it was in a field or something. Yeah, it was in Cuffy, and they had they had people from the newspapers coming into the festival, take photos because it was raining. and Everyone ran underneath yes. a tent, so they said no one. Yeah, it was no one. Party. No one socially distanced in yeah. here, and they tried. But we obviously we didn't care what they said, so we we threw another two festivals on back to back weekends. Okay, when this. when lockdown started opening up. No, while lockdown was still okay. going. We did after the first one. We threw another two two festivals on back to back weeks. Ah, where most people probably would have stopped. Yeah, they would have been scared. Of course, but okay. Let's take risks. Yeah, lockdown was a bit weird, really. Obviously, I, I didn't go out in lockdown at all um, because my business grew twenty five percent in lockdown. 
But because um, we were allowed to work, so I was the only one hustling. To be honest with you, you lot were, but hustling to a different. I was, yeah. unfortunately, valuing properties all day and seeing a lot of deaths and stuff. So it was a bit sad. But the kids were really dying to go out, weren't they? And I think it was a really hard time for the younger generation. Do you think you actually helped the younger generation in lockdown? <sighs> to say it helped would be, I feel like that's maybe a push or a stretch. But we definitely brought smiles to the people who attended because they were okay. they were stuck in their houses for yeah. so long and then we were kind yeah. of the first people that yeah. allowed them to get out enjoy themselves because yeah, i remember the first time i went out in lockdown i was like oh my god i really You're needed free. this and then i, so I could imagine that kids because i feel like the younger generation really suffered the most yeah. in lockdown and they're like probably just recovering from that from there i went on to i went on to write my own book I know. Cool. I got gifted your amazing book. What is it called? Uh, the Marathon Journey to Your Destination. Oh. And then, is that because you love running? How did you get the name? The Marathon is from Nipsey Hussle. Okay. So obviously, there's I, a lot of Nipsey Hussle. Yeah. Nipsey oh, Hussle. yeah. It's, it's full of Nipsey Hussle. <laughs> the whole book's to paying homage to him because I learned I learned a lot of business lessons through him, wow. even ways to carry yourself as a person. And he says something about the highest level, the highest level of human is to inspire others the highest act of a human is to inspire others yeah so i thought if i can write a book and help other people get to where they want to go to yeah then that's that's my job done yeah amazing and i think that is all what life's about okay i think helping people being an amazing character showing people how ge your genuine person is so important and it gets you far and it all because it, it elevates you and it brings you up to a very high vibration helping is so important and you don't realize how amazing it makes you feel inside internally um so i'm all for that so the book is very special yeah. and i think anyone needs to go and get this book and it will really help you on your young yeah especially young generation to because you explain about a lot of this in your book yeah. don't you it was probably it was my first opportunity to be vulnerable as well because i'm obviously being probably black anyone black from our generation you're taught two things as a kid to be disciplined and to not be vulnerable because yeah. when you go outside you got you got to be strong at all times yeah you're opening yourself up aren't yeah. you massively so, and then I thought there was a lot of internalising through my whole childhood my upbringing my adult as an adult so then my book was a kind of it was kind of like a therapy for myself that it was actually putting all my feelings out into a book letting letting everyone else have and judgment and who wrote your book how, I, tell us how easy was it to write this book Oh, did you get it written for no, you? So the process of writing the book, I was, I was reading. I started reading mm -hmm. at the start of twenty or twenty one, and I was, I was reading probably three books a month. I was thinking, I need to, I need to smarten up here because I'm, I'm behind. I'm playing catch up. So I was reading, so writing. A massive pattern of you learning about everything you were doing. Yeah. Before doing it. Yeah, I was just thought I need to learn everything. I need the to knowledge know. Knowledge is power. Exactly. You need to, you need to know. If you don't know things, you're automatically behind people who do yeah. know. So I thought. I was reading, writing notes every day, and then I was looking at all my notes, and I thought I could. I was always good at school, good at English. I thought I could write something that's as as good as these other books, so maybe better. <laughs> so I, I I literally the next day I wrote a plan on my laptop, and then I started writing, and then three months later I finished my whole book. Wow, three months! He finished the book in three months. I can't believe it. And you wrote it yourself. Yeah. I did actually speak to you while you were writing it and I was like who's writing a book for you I want to write a book because it's been my ambition to write a book as well and he's like I'm writing myself I was like oh my god how can you write a book yourself 
That's wild. It's I feel like. And you had three books a month. Yeah, I was. Ah, oh, oh, can't. Oh, that is wild. Honestly, that's amazing. Honestly, that is so amazing. I struggle to read a book a year. I struggle. I think. That, <laughs> <laughs> I think you either like reading or you don't like reading. I'm a talker. But I, like to talk. I feel like reading is all about discipline as well. It helps you build the discipline because it's like yeah. you have to sit there, be yeah. still, and just take in the information, be fully focused yeah. on this one task. Yeah. And I feel like that helps you in all regards of life as well because it kind of helped me with my discipline in the way I, I wake up early every day, I go to the gym every day, I run every day, I read every I make sure every day I start by learning, then physical exercise. So then explain work. your day to us so we know. What is obviously we're going to speak about more about your business, but what is a day in the life of Nathan? How does his routine go, and how does that benefit you? Okay, so my routine: I wake up at four a.m., then I have a cold shower, and then I like to have cold. a drink called a brain smoothie, which is a smoothie with blueberries in and sea moss. Wow! And then I spend about wow. twenty-five minutes writing notes from the book that I've been reading. To, um, to I'm getting. What have you read? The whole of like every book that's been published on Amazon. <laughs> I'm getting there. <laughs> I'm getting there. What kind of books? Um, so the last book I wrote read was uh, Meditations by Marcus Aurelius. Okay. And do you meditate? Yeah. Okay. How many minutes? Well, in, as part of my morning, I will. While I'm writing my notes, I have my meditation music on. Right. So I'm, and then on the way to the gym, I'll have meditation music on, so I'm focusing right. on that. So no Nipsey Hussle on the way to the gym? Or no, no, not yet. Not yet. Not okay. yet. So then, so then I'll get to the gym after my notes taken, and I'll get to the gym about 4.30. Okay. And then I'll do about a 40 minutes workout, and then I'll come home, do a 10-kilometer run, and then I'll start work. So, so you go to the gym, and then you do your run? Yeah. Wow. Every day of the week. And then work, obviously, whatever you want. Yeah, then I'll work. To your business, so you can... Then hours or... Yes, I'll probably work from from about six thirty all the way to about nine pm at night. Okay, and lifestyle? I don't really have a social life anymore. Really? No, that's very shocking to me. Yeah, because Nathan used to be the social butterfly. Yeah, it's and I throw massive events, so it's like it's very it's I'm a, I feel like I'm an introvert. I don't really like going out too much. Yeah, but it's okay. It's yeah. okay to do whatever you that feels good for you. It's actually not okay going and then feeling like. I shouldn't have gone yeah. or waking up and feeling like I knew I was going to feel like this today. So why did I go out yesterday? And it's about saying no. No, yeah, I feel like when I started say, <laughs> when I started saying no yeah, to things, my confidence no, grew myself and then as well. You feel so much better on a day to day. So I feel like that's that's really really good. But are you? Do you? So you feel like you're obviously very dedicated, yeah. ambitious, and just very focused. Do you have fun? <laughs> do I have fun? Not not a lot. I don't have a lot of fun, I'll be honest. Okay. I, I've, I haven't... I feel like I'm... Where I feel like I need to... I'm been, I started late, everything in life. Mm-hmm. I feel like I'm... Where I'm playing catch-up in my own head of where I okay. should be. Not in comparison to anyone else, but where I think I should be. But that's wrong, you know that. Yeah. You shouldn't have them thoughts about I know. yourself. You I didn't know. start late. You're at an amazing place. And you shouldn't talk about that like yourself. So you should always be like, no, this happened for me in my timing. And then I think that's what you need to focus on because when you talk like that it just drops your thing down I, and you mm. should have fun in everything you do yeah like have you do you write your life goals down yeah right i, I read out my goals every morning sorry that's that's wow. the part i missed out okay so okay. Like every morning i read that and i'm 
I've completed some of my um, some of my goals of life already. Do you have like a bucket list? Yeah. A fun list as well. Yeah. Good. So my, my bu- part of my it? bucket list, I uh, was one to finish my grand's bucket list. That was top of my bucket list. Oh. So, so got, family is a core value to you. Yeah. So I've got. I feel like I need to. It's my job to uplift the rest of my family, open the doors to them to follow their dreams as well. So that's that's one of my primary primary goals in life. Okay. And then other than that, I'd like to, on terms of a fun basis, I'd like to travel the world with my future wife. So, <laughs> when now I get we're talking one. about girls, what's your relationship status for all the interested <sighs> females out there? There's a lot of interested ones. <laughs> There's a whole load of interested ones. You're high in demand. Yeah, I'm, I've always been high in demand. That's one thing I haven't really failed on. And your confidence has always been high. Confidence has always Very been sky high. high. Yeah. Um, I'm single. Okay. Am I dating? No, I'm not dating anyone. Wow. I, I 29, pra- a single, not dating any entrepreneur, guys. And I practice celibacy as well. That was my whole life. It was, yeah. I go out, meet girls, yeah. come home, go out, meet girls, on yeah. repeat. There and then you had like, options. Options, It was there yeah. was no, and then you're, you're giving everyone your energy. Yeah. And then by the time you, you're spending time yourself, you got no, you have no energy left. You kind of drained yourself. Yeah. So... As soon as I started celebrity, I just felt like a new person. I felt lifted. I had, I was energized. Yeah, because sometimes you give your energy to the wrong people, and then you can never get that time back. Yeah. I think that's that's a problem. So, obviously, we need to make sure we're giving the right people our energy and time in all instances, business wise as well. Yeah, and that's actually in Think and Grow Rich as well. I learned I learned about that because he said something about not to sexual overindulgence is a cause of failure. Yes. And so I thought I need to control that emotion. And as soon as I got that in control, everything started accelerating. Okay, amazing. Gosh, we're giving some real good life tips here. But I've also actually just launched a new Oh my god. A new fashion brand called Love Is Not For Sale. Ah, which is all about it's all about Is this for me? Yeah, that's, that's a gift for you. Thank you. So is this Is this all, your new brand then? Yeah. Okay, so you have heart holding a not for sale sign. Yeah, it's a process against I mean it's opposite from what I do because I sell loads of things but <laughs> we, we're trying to sell loads of things too but we're trying to build a conscious community here. i know why okay let me guess <laughs> it so your heart the heart is basically you can't sell your shouldn't sell yourself yep. and your heart yeah am i mm-hmm. right yeah of is course that, was that where you got that from yep. okay so what is what is the new brand about tell us so this present. is all about it's obviously about fashion we want to create the best clothes but we want to build like it says there a community generated consciousness oh, so we right. want to we want to help people is anything in here yes yeah, a letter you <laughs> <laughs> written by me as well. Of so, course it is. <laughs> so we want to basically help people gain consciousness by showing them there's other ways in life and not to be trapped into other people's thoughts and fears of what they should be. So this is your oh this is one of your t-shirts. Yeah. Looks quite familiar on this t-shirt. I've been well I've been wearing them for about a year. As, as <laughs> oh, yeah. I've got one on now as well. <laughs> <laughs> okay oh, amazing that's nice yeah because there's another actually i like to talk about different businesses but there's a really big business in dubai obviously you know i live in dubai half the year called um just giving the, give, the giving the movement, giving movement. Yeah, yeah i'll, 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 Sorry, I'll, I'll study i'll study yeah, everyone i'll study they're everyone. like top businesses in dubai at the moment and um a great person to get on a podcast so yeah but i really think that i value what they do as well because it's they're giving a uh, portion of their um, well, no, they're making eco-friendly clothes, yeah. aren't they? And they're giving a portion to charity. 
which is very rare in Dubai. So, so we're what we're actually trying to do as well. For every drop that we release, we're gonna we wanna we want to give back, but we want to directly touch people. So, anyone who's part of our community, we're gonna randomly pick someone out of that community and gift them something special. Give them a La Fiesta ticket. No, no, it's something big. They're <laughs> really? Gonna, they're gonna get a big gift. So every oh. time we sell out a drop, someone will be gifted something. Wicked. So it's, it's great. It's what they do like with the YouTube stuff, I guess. And then yeah, we're also trying to we also launch a gratitude channel because we feel like being grateful to one another is the mm-hmm. way people become more deeply connected. Yeah, especially so. with everything that's going on now. I think gratitude is something that we really forget about and it's we need to really hold it hold it important and something that I've I've only learned I'll say recently as well I wasn't grateful for the things that I had myself yeah. so everything I'm learning I would like yeah. to I'm putting onto my brand because I feel like it's helped me so I want to help others okay so I will amazing well done to all your businesses but now we need to get to the nitty-gritty stuff <laughs> what have you been what how do I put this what out of all three businesses I'm gonna do a free like a uh, multiple choice questions mm-hmm. what is the most earning for you because i know you have a property as well which i manage by the way <laughs> um what would you say is more lucrative for you the clubbing scene the sex industry or the property industry Ooh. i feel like they've, it's all been it's all had different times where they've, they've outgrown each other but currently the sex toy, okay. the sex toy industry is the that's the leading one. Okay, sex sells. Yeah, it, it does. <laughs> it does. <laughs> but the event, yeah. all of them have a, a very high upside. So it's like we're all all the companies are still in a growth period. So we're none of them are anywhere near anywhere near where we want to be. Okay. Like La Fiesta, we want to be throwing parties all around the world. Yeah, La Fiesta needs to come to Dubai because yeah, Dubai, Dubai hit a massive house scene now. We're gonna throw a party in the desert as well. You're gonna see yes. very soon. That's going to happen. That sounds so exciting. It's not organised, but it's going to happen. <laughs> we had it here first. We're putting it out there. We're, we're chucking it out there. So you're, you're saying at the moment the sex, the sex, sex is, is selling the most. Okay. And what has been your most turnover in total ever that you've ever reached? Per month. Per month? Yeah. The highest turnover was about 30k. Okay. And is what's your expectation of turnover? Personal. For my, oh, in from, total, from, from everything. For everything. Yeah. My, I would like to make, I can't put a limitation on this because I don't feel, I feel like, it, I'm going to say 10 million a month. 10 million a month? Yeah. 10 million a month. Okay, that's a lot of money, guys, and it takes a lot to get to 10 million a month. But, but you have to, you have to set outrageous goals, otherwise you're going to, you're going to reach a goal and fall short. So any, any goal I set has to be outlandish. It's crazy, right? Because I've got the the goal. One of my goals is 100k a month. No, sorry, 150k a month is one of my goals. So I'm like, yeah, that's fine, and I will get there. But when I tell people, they're like, 150,000 pound a month. Are you sure about that? I'm like, why? Why would it? Like, it's, it's fine. You can do it. But 10 mil is is very high. Of course, it's high. So you need to. How are you gonna get there? Because it's, it's not about just saying I'm going to make 10 mil. It's about how am I going to get, get, get to that 10 to... mil? How's it going to feel like? And sometimes you've got to feel the 10 mil and then you'll then you'll get it. I've, I visualise it every single day. Do you visualise? I visualise every single day of my important. life. It's very important. And I have, I've got a, I've got a plan with my current businesses. To the, the growth 
especially the fashion. I feel like the fashion, the fashion is where that's something I've always wanted to do. Yeah, you've always been into fashion. Yeah, but I love fashion. I've been shopping since I was yeah, about loves, fifteen years old. Yeah. So I've been doing my research. I've done yeah. ten thousand hours in fashion, even though I have only just started the fashion brand because I've been shopping for so long. <laughs> <laughs> So it's so fashion is where you're gonna go to, but would you say you're giving all of your businesses as much time as possible? Like how does it how how is it managing multiple businesses? Because and how many businesses do you want? I I don't. It's difficult because you're constantly going from one thing to another. So I just mm-hmm. I'll sit there and have an overall task list, and I'll just I'll wake up and I'm just attacking every single task every single day. So I don't I don't really struggle with that because mm-hmm. I feel like I have so many hours in a day to work on everything but in terms of how many businesses would I have because I also manage two artists as well okay so you're in the music industry yeah it's I as long as I have time when I grow for my personal relationships once again I wouldn't say a limitation on that but I would only I've started companies in the past which weren't to do with my purpose and then they always fall short because it's like yeah. you, you start it, you have energy, yeah. you have motivation, but then it's like... When something goes wrong. When it goes wrong and it's something you don't You're really like, love oh, or it doesn't fit, fit in with your personal... Million percent. Like, for, like, exa- I, for example, sorry, I was, yeah. I was selling the disposable vape industry side. Okay, yes. And I thought, okay, I'm getting this early. So I started, started doing that, selling vapes, and I thought, it doesn't align with me as a person. Like, I'm up early, I'm exercising, I'm telling people... That it should yeah, do better. Going for runs every day, and then you're selling vapes, which no one knows the long-term effects of vapes, by yeah. the way. So we shouldn't promote vaping or drinking. No. Um, and it just shows you can go to a festival and not drink because Nathan actually doesn't I, drink every single time. So, just shows that the stereotype of drinking, and it isn't. It isn't good for you. No. Drinking isn't good for you. Obviously, vaping isn't good for you. Drugs is not good for you. So I feel like it just helps people stay unconscious, so they don't actually know what they're doing. Yeah, and and it obviously suppresses their their problems in yeah. life, and that's that's why people, unfortunately, have these addictions. Um, but if you find your purpose, like which you have done, and you're in line with your core values, and you know what you want in life, then you should excel and hopefully start realizing how important your health is and your body is, and stop doing the things that are bad for you, and then you would elevate. So, you have a mindset, by the way, of a billionaire. Because what does it take to be a billionaire is someone that feels like it's never enough. But you need to be careful. Because, like you say, when you want to have this personal relationship, you need to make sure that you can have healthy relationships where you can connect with people, you know, and not just be about, obviously, making money, but you're doing a fantastic job. So, well done. Thank you. So, I will ask another my next question... Um, you so you've got how many four businesses? Yeah, about four or five. So you've got on about five, six streams of income, and they say you should try and have ten yeah. to get get to where where you want to be. So another four companies. So you've got another four companies to make, <laughs> but they have to fall in line with, with you my, and your core values yeah. and what you love doing. So that's amazing, and you've got a, a rough target. Have you ever thought of selling a company? No, I haven't. No, not yet, because okay. I feel like. I still got a lot to prove okay. and it's like I'm not I feel like if you're focusing on selling it you're just focusing on the money um, I feel like in the business that I'm in you've got to focus on the people so wow. if I if I focus on the end, that as an end goal it's kind of I'm um, I'm losing track of what we what we started these businesses for which was to 
with La Fiesta make people have enjoy themselves. Yeah. The clothing, self expression, self love. So you're creating like a community. Yeah, everything's and a, about and a community. brand, isn't yeah. it? And and it's for the people, which is amazing. And obviously, you're doing stuff you love in in the process. All of this sounds really positive and good. And obviously, I've known you for a long time. Um, there must have been challenges. Yes, yeah, so many challenges. And I, Nathan's favorite line is, "I took an L. <laughs> I took an L. I've taken an L." Yeah, the so, lot. There's been so many losses along the way. Okay, the L is losses. So, where would you say your biggest challenge have been, personal and business-wise? My biggest personal challenge would be, actually, I'll start with my biggest business because that's the shorter answer. Yeah. The biggest business challenge was finding finding out having to learn a business while you're while you're you've been in it for a certain amount of years so i was i was in la fiesta but i wasn't i wasn't in it so then by the time and then you feel like an outsider in your own company mm. so then i i had to look at myself and think you've actually got to go learn everything from scratch be a beginner mm -hmm. and have that constant mindset of everyday learning open to learning, open to learning and you have to be aware that you probably don't know anything about the business because you've not been focused. So that, that being outside in my own business was that was a big challenge. And then it's not that bad of a challenge. It must have been worse. <laughs> Think of your worst days because I had some worst days. I'm like, oh my god, this business is serious. Is this actually happening to me? And it feels like your life is going to end. The business is going to end. Everything's the world's going to fall apart. I, I've had I have those days all the time. I thought, where I I was. I was I've had so many financial days where it's been terrible. Like we've lost, we've done festivals and lost 50 grand. Oh and then it's like, but I think where I came up doing certain things, living a certain way, it's like risk kind of was never really a big thing for me. Like yeah. I, I was used to losing money. You are definitely a risk taker. Yeah. Open I, up these businesses. Yeah. I, and invest it. So you, you use your own money yeah, for your investment? I, everything I've done is my own money. Okay, so again, a lot of people don't even use their own investment money. They get obviously sponsorships and stuff so you've done amazing to actually invest into the businesses yourself at your age and, and i felt like all the every time i lost money it was like was it a loss or was it just a lesson that i could gain from so that's how i kind of repositioned that so i never really considered the financial losses as a as a big thing it was like it was a momentary thing yeah because you would always laugh and say yeah i would, I would laugh <laughs> it you have to laugh at the pain and a crisis <laughs> yeah, a cri today and it's me i've lost today and i'm like <laughs> crying but and, um that's good and i've always really. said a, a crisis is a terrible opportunity to waste yes. so every time i lose money or we fail i'm thinking okay we failed here now we can pivot into other things so i don't really focus on losses too much okay and in my person in yeah, my person personal personal life Oof. my biggest loss in my personal life I would say probably losing my brother yeah that was that was the hardest situation I had to deal with and that was really recent that, that was recent and it's like he he was someone that always told me that I was better than anything I was doing at the time so that was obviously a lot to take and he was young as well yeah he was he was only 34 yeah, it's younger than me. Yeah, so then, but then I, I also knew I had a responsibility to keep going. And because he's got a daughter. He's got a daughter that I've got now. Represent, take her on my own. I've got her. She's. We're actually launching a collab with collaboration with her on my clothing brand that comes out next year. So she's she's oh, she's gonna be a fashion. Thank you for that, guys. She's gonna be What's a her name? A La Rosa. She's gonna be a fashion designer at the age of three. <laughs> so I, I I know, I feel like pain gives you extra 
when you get when you have a situation that where there's so much pain, it's, you've got two choices: you either go inwards and kind of be a re- reduced version of yourself, or use it as the time to really uplift yourself, yeah. looking look inwards and and change, change and just go yeah. for it. Pain is it does do two things, and um, what would you say was it? How was it sudden that with your rubber? Yeah, uh, it was all all in the space of this year, so situation occurred then obviously got cancer and then it was all very fast paced but I'm so sorry it's okay but then I I knew he even when even when it was going on my brother chat to me and he'll be like you got you gotta go for this stuff like there's no you can you can be upset and some I probably haven't I internalised a lot of that stuff I haven't really spoke about it too much but yeah it's it's still not an excuse to... I would never meet, make, have that as an excuse. So I would never want to say, I didn't succeed because yeah, this happened to me. 100%. It's more, this happened to me, and then I went on to do this, and I went on to represent. Yeah. Oh, well, I'm sure, he, obviously, you know he was proud of you. So he'll always be, no matter what. Okay? Um, but it is very true, and it's really hard because you do have two choices, and you either let that life challenge make you sick get you ill or you excel from it and I think it's just amazing that you can come here and be open about that because it's people use excuses you know and I say it is and not that this is an excuse but like they come from a troubled background and obviously life is about learning from your parents you become your parents at the end of the day so if you don't have parents who do you learn off of and do you do learn behaviour um, but I know your brother was a massive part of your life, and you lot were really close. So it must have been tough. So, yeah, it's yeah. tough. So it is tough, it, and it never gets easier, does it? No, it's every every day is tough. But I feel like every day, I I don't really rely on motivation for anything. But that's now I've got I've got motivation. So yeah. I wake up and I think, okay, it's that it's that. There's no excuse today. Let's go. Let's go harder. Yeah, yeah. You got like so much to live for now, right? Yeah, and I'm just grateful for every moment, people around me. Yeah. And then I feel like when these kind of situations happen, a lot of people expect you to to not not, not push. Be okay. And then they they start putting their fears of what they would think on you as well. So, yeah. And it's something I never let I never let anyone else's opinions or fears kind of stop stop what I believe myself. Good. That's amazing. You're so positive. Oh my gosh. Honestly, very, very positive. I thought I was positive. Nathan, <laughs> he's really shown me a different... Well, I've always known you've been funny and positive, but this is this is great. This is a, definitely a new Nathan that I met yeah. at with the age of 21. Trust me. He's So I'm so excited to see what you're going to be like in like five, ten years' time because, like I said, 30 is a whole other level <laughs> of life. You're going to be like... Well, don't worry, we're doing another one soon. We'll do another one. We'll update you guys on Nathan's journey because it's been so amazing so far. So we're going to ask a few questions. Mm-hmm. Um, the next question is, what's your like five-year plan? Five-year plan is to create a community around my fashion brand. So we're going to have people... I want to start doing things where people are going on runs. We're going like on up mountains, creating a whole community that kind of uplifts each other. And obviously, profit-wise, we want to grow the company worldwide. Yeah. And we want to, want to, we want to go and give back around the world as well. Amazing. That's that's a major part of the brand. Yeah. Um, in terms of from our events brand, we want to be in. A couple of different countries. 
want to be in every continent in the world. Amazing. In the next Thailand's five, a good one. Thailand, Bali. Yeah, Thailand's great. Part. I'm going to Bali in, next in January to visit some venues. Oh, so amazing. We're starting a process there. Great, I'll be there. There you go. <laughs> and then sex so I want to become a major competitor in that market okay. that's going to be a hard market to break but we were coming for everyone yeah, in there that's going to be that's, that's going to be a good one and then pers- personal goals I plan to run an ultra marathon so what does that mean? an ultra marathon I, I, I <laughs> Joyce, I've read I've read up about ultra marathons I don't actually know the definition but I, in my in my head I'm going to run I'm not going to say where, how, what I'm going to run because I'm going to Keep so, it suspense. Yeah, yeah, I got to build that I up. I know what it is. Yes, you know what it is. <laughs> but I'm gonna it's run. a long run. Yeah, I'm like, gonna... more than I think. I'm, it'll probably be in the records, right? I don't think. I'm not sure if anyone's done it in this. In, yeah. Here. But I'm gonna. I'm, that's 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 in the plan for next year. Okay. And other than that, I wanna. My major goal is to make sure my niece La Rosa lives all of her dreams to the fullest as well. Oh, I'm sure. Definitely sure she will. She'll watch this back one day, obviously, and be like, oh, that's amazing. My nephew's four as well, and he's like, best thing to me. So, we'll ask some fun questions, and we're going to do some more multiple choices now before yeah. we end our amazing show and my first podcast, which I love, by the way. So, uh, blonde or brunette? Brunette. Okay. <laughs> that was <laughs> easy. easy. That was easy. <laughs> um, music choice, uh, UK, US, or house? US brackets nipsey hustle meat mill that's it a bit of jay-z in there tequila or a health shop health shop okay i bought a health shop for him by the way because i was like that's what i'm gonna do with everyone i hear who do you want a tequila or do a health shop (laughs) i'm I'm gonna change it every time okay and uh favorite film american gangster denzel washington it says a lot about someone when you ask them their favorite film so that's a good one actually Okay, well, well done. And thank, thank you. you very much for coming to my podcast. Pleasure. I really appreciate it. And uh, everyone follow Nathan and see what he's going to be up to because there's a lot to see. And his book, by the way, is, is really, really great. So honestly, well done. Thank it's been you. amazing. Thank you, Nathan. Pleasure. Thank you, everyone.